You're listening to Fox on the Wire podcast. Welcome everybody to a very special episode of Fox on the Wire. We are back for episode number 74. It's been a couple of months since the last episode, so I want to welcome everyone back and I want to welcome a very special guest for the first time on the podcast, Mr. Rick Hart. Welcome, Rick. Hey, mate. How you doing, Craig? I'm good, thank you. As we uh, sort of just said, it's a pretty chilly Saturday morning and, um, yeah, dread what the, the heating bill is going to come in looking yeah, like. Yeah, no, no, it <laughs> certainly is that. Uh, at least the sun shines out. <laughs> it looks pretty nice. It's pretty yeah. deceiving, but it's, uh, yeah, nice and fresh. And, uh, yeah, I just want to congratulate you on your latest single, this heart. How has that been treating you, and how's the uh, how's the reception been from the audience? Yeah, no, it's it's been fantastic, mate. Yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, been picked up by you know a lot of uh, widespread community radio and and um, some other radio stations as well. And um, no, it's 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 going really well. Um, the reaction's been really positive. It's been a long time um, since I've released anything. Um, you know, sort of like. 2017 2018 was probably the last time i'd released any material new material and uh so but um yeah so this heart's the first single off what will be the the second album oh cool um and uh that's all finished though the album's uh done dusted uh sort of ready but uh we'll probably drop a couple more singles along the way and then uh you know, just build up, hopefully build up some interest. And, um, and yeah, this heart's really been good in that regard. You know, it's sort of uh, had some great feedback from some really, you know, good people. And um, so I, I, you know, it was always a little bit nervous after such a long break, you know, to come back with something new. You know, mm. Hope it'll be uh, accepted and, and taken on well. But, um, yeah, and, and it has. So it's been, uh, it's been great to get back into it and, uh yeah, no, it's, um, you know, sort of uh, staying, I guess, staying true in terms of my, you know, my my sort of country, sort of that uh, old country, sort of southern roots, sort of, uh, you know, love of that sort of music and, um, you know, staying true to that. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about um, not only this heart but the album, mate, and um, some of the songs on there, you know, they're, they're a fair bit sort of removed from stuff I've done in the past as well, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so no, all good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, you know, I sort of asked you if you'd wanted to come on the show a couple of weeks ago, so you said yes, and yeah. uh, I thought, oh, I better check out some of his uh, latest tunes, This Heart being one of them, and uh, it was one of those songs that gets stuck in your head <laughs> and, and drives you a bit bonkers. So, um, yeah, I've had that going around my head for a couple of weeks now in the lead up to this, so thank you oh. for that. No, but, that, uh, that's all. That's good, mate. It's good. That's, no, that, that's the intention. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's just. Uh, I guess not being a a musician per se. I I I sort of taught myself to play the acoustic guitar really more for just to write songs. You know, I I, I haven't come from a uh, uh, sort of. I, I sung for a lot of bands. You know, cover bands and that through the nineties and things like that. But I've always just been a kind of a front man. Never really played the guitar and that. So. I've, I've always just come from that, you know, um, loving the hooks and loving those, you know, the the, the melodic sort of uh, simplicity of, you know, country music, pop music, uh, rock music. So 
Um, yeah, so I'm happy that it has stuck. And a few people have said that, you know, I just can't get it out of my head. And so if, that, <laughs> if that's happening, it's a good thing. <laughs> yes, mission accomplished. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, it's part of an upcoming album. When's the album due to drop? Have you got a release date yet? No, no, we haven't set that. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky enough I'm working um, with uh, a, a, a person that um, many might know, Stuart Coop, on the, on the PR side of things. Um, and uh, so we're just planning that at the moment. Um, we'll probably drop a couple of other singles. And I reckon, if I had to guess, I reckon the album itself might drop early in the new year. Yeah. Um, uh, but as I said, I'm, I'm in a um, good position because the album itself is it's, you know, recorded, mixed, mastered, sort of ready to go. Uh, we've got to get, you know, obviously there's a few bits and pieces need to be done with the artwork and all those fun things. Uh, yeah. Non-musical things. Uh, um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, that'll that'll happen shortly. That's uh, that's underway. So, yeah, I reckon it might be around a February type release that we're probably mm-hmm. aiming for at this Excellent. stage. Yeah, yeah, cool. And uh, where did you record this one, the album uh, and the single yeah, and everything? Yeah, no, I recorded it uh, with a couple of really good friends who are uh, pretty well known in, the, I suppose, the country sort of Americana scene, um, Lachlan Bryan and and uh, Damien Caffarella, um, really good songwriters and, um, you know, artists in their own right. And they uh, they run a, a, a little studio called uh, EOR Productions out in Edithvale. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so... Uh, Recorded it with them. Um, it was really interesting. We actually started pre-production prior to COVID, and COVID yeah. came along, and uh, the album, which probably would have taken about six months to do, uh, ended up taking about two years to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, but that, that's all good. You know, we we sort of finished up probably or oh, early this year, mm-hmm. and uh, then you know, sort of, I went about working out, you know when I was going to release this heart and so forth. And, um, yeah, but no, it was great. It was a great experience to record with them. Um, you know, they were, uh, they, they had some really great ideas. They were open to my ideas. They opened a sort of my vision that I had, you know, across a lot of the songs and, um, you know, so it was a real, very supportive, honest sort of environment where you could, uh, you know, and ultimately, the results, you know, uh, I was so happy with that. Uh, that's the main thing, and uh, yeah, so uh, I'll happily go back there and record album number three when that time comes. But uh, still, got album number two to release. Yeah. <laughs> do you um, do you enjoy the studio? I do, I do. Um, I, I love. I think the thing I love most is just the evolution, uh, mm. the creativity process, and the evolution of the song. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm pretty much a, I'll pick up an acoustic guitar, I'll have a melody or a hook in my head and then, you know, then I'll write from that really most of the time. And um, But then I just love how the song evolves and takes shape. And, um, and then when you get in the studio and you're doing things like pre-production and that and working out how you want to arrange it and, um, you know, even things like the tempo and the feel and all of that. Um, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's a lot of fun. You know, that's a lot of fun. Uh, sometimes the uh, the multiple takes and that can always get a bit, uh, mm. you know. Um, but again, you know, it's all about striving for trying to get the best. You know, uh, with each song, and um, yeah, I'm sure you, you you yourself know. You know, it it can it can be a tiring process, but it's a, a rewarding process. I think is probably the best way to. 
Yeah, I think if you're in the right frame of mind, you can focus and you know yeah. how to challenge yourself and you're working with the right people in there, you can you know what you can achieve, you know what you're capable of and it's just being able to get there, I think. For um for this album number 2 in particular, um how prepared did you have the songs uh before you went in there for pre-production and stuff like that like did you yeah no um a few of the songs i um sort of uh were, were when i say karaoke there were songs that we played live when i had uh, my old band rick hart and the sweet addictions going mm-hmm. um and uh so they kind of had their you know their their sort of tempo kind of feel in um, some of the other ones it was more really just uh the vision the essence of what i wanted for the song and and just trying to articulate that um with the guys when mm-hmm. we were doing the pre-production and, and just saying you know i envisage this as for instance being a bit of a honky-tonk feel you know a bit of that barroom sort of you know barroom sort of piano honky-tonk or so really talking through it and um and then they'd say, yeah, yeah, I get what you – and then uh, uh, what what we did a lot and what I did, I went in relatively prepared where I'd have, you know, even some reference tracks, you know, of, of, of songs that I liked that not necessarily we were trying to mimic or anything like that, but yeah. kind of had that essence, you know, in terms of what I was trying to capture for a particular song. Um, and uh, that that worked really well. And even the guys, they, they'd pull up a song, you know, whether it be on Spotify or whatever and say, look – I think, you know, it's, I think, you know, have a listen to this. What do you think of this? And we just bounce ideas off each other. So, yeah, so I guess to answer that question, uh, a lot of them were, you know, pretty much there in terms of um, a, a bit of a finished product, but then um, but then a lot were still, you know, very much a melody, lyrics, ideas kind of thing, and let's see what we can do with it kind of, <laughs> kind of yeah. It is surprising how much they can evolve in the studio once you start adding, you know, the different instrumentation and start mixing it. It's yeah, it's amazing yeah. how far they come from you just sitting there originally with an acoustic guitar and a and a voice. It's amazing how big you can make them. And uh, sometimes it's hard to know when to to call it enough. You know, like you, you oh, can yeah, just keep yeah. going. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, no, uh, I, yeah, I, I do you do absolutely get that. That. Um, I think that the main thing, though, when when I when I sort of went in with the guys, I said what I really wanted was the the record to sound really just honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't want it to sound like, um, you know, that, that it was a too anything too contrived or overproduced or anything like that. I wanted it to have a, a real honesty about it, and um, because the songs themselves are quite, you know, in in a lot of ways, as I said, influenced by my love of that roots music and things like that, and. And that was always what I've always loved about that music is its honesty. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's it's pretty bare bones in a lot of cases, yeah. but um, you know, quite effectively gets its hook or its message across, and that's kind of the the essence, I guess, of a lot, of, of probably most of the album that I was mm-hmm. trying to capture. And uh, so I think when you kind of set that tone, then you kind of work to that sort of uh, uh you know, that sort of uh, uh, mantra, if you will. <laughs> Were you conscious of uh, being able to replicate most of the elements of what you were rec- recording live with the band that you play with? Like, because sometimes you go in the studio, you go nuts and you add all these things, but when you get to the live setting, you don't necessarily have those 
elements were you conscious of being able to replicate those when you play live most of the time yeah no that, that's a really good question mate I, I think i'm always a bit conscious even with when we did the first album and now admittedly there was things on the first album which i've just never replicated live you know there mm. are songs on there that have horns and i've never yeah. you know, but it worked you know yeah. in terms of the recording but you always knew that you know, I'm not really going to be able to. So in those cases, you kind of work out the version that will work live and you, you sort of uh, you work with the tools you have, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, it, it's a very good point because I wanted to make sure that uh, with this one that we could, that, you know, it would be easy to bring in the right musicians and, you know, um, you'd be able to kind of not play it to the, you know, note perfect sort of thing, but at least you'd really be able to capture what was on the record itself. So, yeah, so I think there was a lot more of that consciousness with this album Yeah, that um that I wanted to. Um, lucky enough, I, I, I you know, over the time you, you've I've built up relationships with musicians um, that I can bring in to help with those things. Um, and I don't think we've got any unusual instrumentation too unusual anyway uh yep. you know it might be might be a little bit challenging to find maybe a, a banjo player or a you know <laughs> for a couple of the songs but um for the most part i think um yeah i'm pretty confident that i'll be able to get the right people to help replicate that excellent so you've got a bunch of shows i think you've even got one tonight at the post yeah, office yeah, hotel tonight, tonight's actually a band launch with a new band that i've uh uh, put together and I'm fronting um, a band called No Sleep Till Texas. And yes. that really came about from a, a, a labour of love that um, my pedal steel player, Brendan Mitchell, and I had for old school honky-tonk and, you know, country and um, that sort of Western swing sort of music, you know, mm. yeah, yeah, Waylon Jennings and George Jones and, you know, um, the like and uh, Buck Owens and all that sort of stuff. And, and yeah, so it's really at the moment it's more of a, a you know, playing I guess our sort of take on those country sort of classics, mm-hmm. um, with the eventual intent of uh, bringing in some of my own stuff into the into the set lists as well, and songs that I've kind of written which are more geared towards what the band's doing, as opposed to. It's always a hard thing because you know ultimately they're they're songs written by Rick Hart, but mm-hmm. then there's the the Rick Hart you know thing which is quite separate. And then uh, it's been actually quite enjoyable with the new band to start writing songs with this new band in mind as well, you know. Um, so, yeah, so that's going to be a bit of fun. We launched that tonight at the Post Office Hotel in uh, Coburg. Yep. Uh, yep. Playing a couple of sets there. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, got a few more shows with them coming up and then got a couple of, you know, my own shows coming up as well. You know, so uh, enough to keep me busy and, and keep a smile on my face, mate, and the juice is flowing. <laughs> yes. So your own shows, is that you just solo at the moment? It's um, I, I normally play that um, in a sort of a trio type setup. So my keys player that used to be with Rick Hart and the Sweet Addiction, uh, he plays uh, keys and harmonica, so he adds a real rootsy sort of thing to the sound and then myself on vocals and guitar and um then uh, my my wife and musical partner Vanessa who's uh yes. who's sung with me from the get-go uh she sort of lends her beautiful voice to to the shows as well so we tend to do that in a trio type setting but looking to probably expand that to be a little bit more than you know we've uh looking to bring in uh, a double bass player and potentially a, a fiddle player with that as well and 
start to you know give give it a bit more of a full sort of sound when we do play those shows. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Well, um, with your No Sleep Till Texas lineup, what's who's in the band and what's uh, what sort of instrumentation have you got with those guys? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's myself uh, on vocals and uh, an acoustic guitar, and um, and then we've got uh, Paul Robertson who's on uh, electric. Uh, rhythm and lead guitar, and then we've got uh, uh, James Taylor, who uh, is uh, not the James Taylor, <laughs> but uh, James Taylor, uh, or JT as we call him. He's on uh, double bass and mm-hmm. uh, backing vocals. Uh, we've got Brendan Mitchell, as I mentioned, on pedal steel, and uh, Luke Callahan, who's uh, on drums and a great drummer, and, and Vanessa also uh, lends harmonies and backing vocals to a lot of the songs we do so we, we're sort of a, that five six piece sort of unit all the guys have actually come from some other really good bands that have sort of played around melbourne and, and things like that so uh you know this is just uh i guess a, a love of that common a common love of the music you know yep. bringing us together and you know in, in enjoying it so um it's it's a good lineup look i think if we were to add anything going forward we may look for a fiddle player mm. but for now i think the five piece you know five, six pieces working pretty well. Yeah. And did uh, most of those guys uh, record on the latest single and the album? Were they some of the players on the album? No, no. I've met uh, most of the guys um, well after the album had sort of finished up recording. Uh, Brendan I've known um, uh, for, for many years. He, he played pedal steel on the last album but not yeah. on this one. Um, this one, uh, any of the pedal steel was played by Ben Franz. Mm-hmm. Um, who some people might know plays uh, a great pedal steel player himself and plays with a lot of uh, lot of bands around town as well. And um, so he he played uh, pedal steel on this. We also were lucky enough that we had uh, Luke Moller um, playing uh, fiddle um, on on some of the songs. Uh, very lucky that Damien Caffarella himself, who produced the record or co-produced, uh, plays pretty much every instrument under the sun. So he <laughs> yeah. was able to uh, he was able to sort of uh, take care of most of the other instrumentation. Uh, Lachlan played piano and keys on there as well. So uh, both of the guys, you know, did some backing vocals as well. So mm-hmm. there's uh, and Vanessa um, sings uh, a lot of backing vocals on there as well. So yep. yeah, so we uh, we were it's a very yeah very different sort of. Uh, than the lineup that the band uh, you know has, and uh, in some ways it, it, it's good because um, you know it, it's kind of uh, you know a real split personality, you know that that whole Rick Hart thing, and um, trying to consciously keep it quite separate. Mm. But the the very nature is there's synergies there, so you leverage off both to try and you know to try and I guess uh, uh, ramp up both or succeed <laughs> with both. So must be good playing with uh, lots of different players and uh yeah probably no, highly skilled players as well in their in their own instruments oh it, it, it's totally brilliant i mean i'm yeah. loving this because it's been since it's again it's been probably the best part of you know four years since i've played with a regularly played with a band mm. and i forgot just how much i missed it yeah that um it's all great it's all good and well to do your solos or your duo mm-hmm. and trio shows and that i love that don't get me wrong but yeah it's just a totally different energy, you know, with a band and, um, you know, you've got that full sound and it, it just really, you know, you just find 
you're just feeding off the crowd, all those things that sort of come with playing with a full band. It's just uh, I forgot how much I missed it, really. <laughs> it's nice to have the best of both worlds, I think, you know, being able to yeah. play with the band and then being able to go and do your solo thing because both uh, are beautiful things. Uh, you know, I love being able to get up there solo and just, uh, you know, have the focus and have the have the space. But then playing with a band, yeah, like I've I've forgotten you know, probably how much I miss it. It's been a little while for me now. So yeah. I definitely, definitely understand what you mean. So, but oh, yeah, I think it's nice to have the best of both. Oh, no, ab- both absolutely. Worlds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I, I, I think, I, 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 and because you do, you sort of, I'm finding I'm enjoying even those sort of those stripped back gigs more now. Mm. It's sort of like because it's a very different dynamic. So you do yes. feel that you can, you can, do different things you can you know you can sort of um there's a there's a, a real different honesty attached to those shows you know um yeah so no no you're totally right mate for that. Mm. yeah and uh i am a big sucker for the female male duet vocal which you and vanessa do awesomely um it's something i've always been a fan of um whether it be in country music or or whatever it might be but uh yeah that's a really a really cool thing you've got going there. So thanks, mate. Yeah. She must be your secret weapon. <laughs> oh, look, mate, she's great. We're, we're we're actually trying to encourage her because she's got such an amazing voice to do um, a lot more. Um, you know, so we can bring in some female-oriented songs with the 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 No Sleep Till Texas band. And um, you know, she's uh, she's a little hesitant at the moment. Mm-hmm. She likes being that sort of that harmony backup sort of singer, as opposed to being that you know out front. Um, yep. sort of singer um but uh we've got a couple of duets that you know we're, we're sort of working into the to the band's um set lists and things like that and then i think as we continue as that confidence builds i'm sure we'll get it to sing a couple of songs with me sort of singing the backing you know so uh so the, but it, it's great you know um we um i guess we work through a lot of the vocals whether it be my songs or these songs we just sit here and work through harmonies and things like that. And, it, and even that's just quite enjoyable to see how they evolve and things like that. So, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing more of that. Hopefully, uh, might get out to a show or two of yours. Uh, I've sort of kept away from, you know, all the live stuff lately. I sort of haven't come back out of the, um, out of the bedroom in the last couple yeah, of months. No, so it, uh, it is hard. It, it was yeah. hard. I remember even now I've, I've sort of maybe in the, a little bit more recently I've gone to see a few friends' gigs and things mm. like that, but it took a while to sort of get back into that headspace of, yeah, yeah, getting out and, you know, yeah, seeing really, shows. and really derailed everything, didn't it? It was oh, just yeah, a little bit did. too long to just sort of slip back yeah. into what we were used to. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. think it, it just created so much uncertainty that mm. even just to try booking shows and that you just didn't know what lay ahead. You know, you were booking them quite nervously, thinking, "Well, this could just as easily be canned or cancelled or whatever." And yeah, people may not show up because they're a bit nervous to come out, and all those sort of things go through your head. And yeah, I mean, you know, uh, we've had shows since we've been back where there's been, uh, you know, a couple of the have been hardly anyone there and then we've had shows where they've been you know full rooms so it's kind of a you know it's still i think people are not quite sure you know it's sort of mm-hmm. like uh you sort of uh you you'll get a bit of both but um hopefully you know hopefully um 
things can settle and, and people do start getting back in there and then supporting, you know, live music again. And Yeah, it's um, definitely, definitely something I've missed uh, for yeah. sure, you know, as a punter and as a musician myself. But, uh, yeah, I've got a been in contact with mr bob crane so we're we're playing a show in august oh, okay, so i'm yeah. really uh looking forward to that and hopefully that sort of kicks things off again well uh, say hi to bob for me i know him i will well <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got his new outfit uh what is it folk in the road folk so in the road yeah folk looks, in the road. looks very bob so yeah no nah, it's good yeah, it, it's good he's, he's just uh <laughs> yeah no he, he loves what he does and you can really yeah. tell that when he's up there doing yep. it so. Thank you to everyone who is currently tuning into episode number 74 with Mr. Rick Hart. I just wanted to take a quick moment and interrupt today's episode for a little public service announcement. My good friend Anthony Moore from the Australia-based record label Desert Highways has just opened a brand new store called Desert Highways. It's basically a really cool skate music store. It has an 80s and 90s focus with uh, some reissues in skate gear and vinyl, t-shirts and more, as well as various brands with a unique point of difference and some other current gear thrown in for good measure. So this is at, for you Melbourne folks, this is at uh, 715 Plenty Road in Reservoir. 715 Plenty Road in Reservoir. You can check out Desert Highways on Facebook and get a bit of a, an idea of what's uh, being sold there. And uh, you can also check out deserthighways.com. Anthony is a really... Really cool guy, uh, good friend of mine I've known for many years. So it's a big deal that he's just opened this really cool store. And um, I encourage you to go and check it out. And uh, please follow Fox on the Wire on Instagram, Facebook. And you can hit me up at foxonthewire at gmail.com with any feedback. And without any further ado, let's get back to today's episode with Rick Hart. So, um, yeah, I was interested, like you sort of touched on it earlier. Um, where you sort of came from musically so you weren't necessarily a, a guitarist you were more of a, a singer is that right more yeah, of a front yeah, look, sort of thing I, I grew up um mate I, I was lucky enough that my dad was wasn't uh, was musical you know he played guitar and uh he'd always also be the one that pulled out the guitar at the family parties and started the you know the the drunken sing-alongs and things yep. like that and um <laughs> um and so I was lucky enough that I grew up listening to a lot of his records as, as a kid, you know, whether it be the country stuff like Merle Haggard and, and, you know, Buck Owens and that, but also a lot of the rock and roll stuff like Credence and, you know, and, and um, you know, the Beatles and, and Rolling Stones and things like that. Um, um, but especially he was a massive Credence fan. So I grew up listening to a lot of that music and then, then myself just found, you know, I guess I gravitated to, I love the Beatles, I, I love the Rolling Stones, you know, gravitated to their music and really became a fan of theirs. Through the 80s, you know, I, I guess my taste quite expanded, you know, I'm a big fan of bands like the Smiths and, you know, The Cure and, and, and bands like that. That doesn't necessarily show in my own music, but, yeah. you know, having those, um, I think having those wide range of influences, you know, um, you know, I love everything from rock and roll to country to, to blues to, you know, heavier rock, you know, um, uh, and just um, – and then 
really, I think probably about, oh, probably about the start of the 90s, um, just started singing with cover bands, you know, just being sort of said, oh, Rick, you know, just being asked by friends to come and sing in their <laughs> bands to start with. Yeah. And I thought, okay, yeah, this is fun. Uh, I, I don't mind this. And um, and then uh, gradually sort of, um, you know, worked up to singing with some bands that were, you know, playing around and, and, and things like that. You know, again, doing a lot of that sort of 60s influence sort of rock and roll stuff. And mm-hmm. um, But even stuff by bands like the Black Crows and things like that. And, um, and then it was really probably at the turn of the, kind of just after the turn of the century god that sounds weird but um <laughs> when the 2000s hit that i i kind of grew a little bit tired of the covers thing yeah. and that's when i started to sort of um just write um you know write more of my own stuff and picked up the acoustic and started to self you know just work out all the chords and you know things like that you know i'm still very much a rudimentary guitarist <laughs> you know um uh and yeah, I just found that I got so much out of that writing my own songs that um, that eventually my wife said, "You've written so many songs. Why don't you get off your butt and uh, <laughs> you know um, actually put a band together and start doing something with them?" You know, yeah. and, and then I did. So around that early mid two thousands, you know, had a couple of bands that sort of uh, started playing my stuff around. Uh, still very much that alt country kind of southern rock kind of country influenced stuff uh playing around um melbourne in, in different pubs and so forth then uh probably about or oh, 2006 or thereabouts um the family started and yeah. uh still kept writing but went on a bit of a you know performing hiatus for a fair while and um really was probably only about or oh, 20 you know 2012 that I, I started, you know, just doing a few solo things around again. And uh, then in about 2014, thought about, you know, uh, I'd better start maybe record something, recorded uh, my first EP, the Spiral EP, um, and uh, was lucky enough that that ended up, you know, uh, winning a couple of awards. Nice. That, uh, that uh, sort of helped. Uh, well, helped finish the EP. <laughs> yep. And um, then. Uh, then uh, after the Spiral EP, put a band together to start playing those songs sort of live and uh, and that band eventually ended up being Rick Hart and the Sweet Addictions and that was the band I pretty much played with when we uh, toured the, the first album, Let Me In, mm-hmm. so forth, um, and that was great fun. You know, it was really great to have, um, you know, um, that band and, and the gigs we played and, and what we did. And, um, yeah, and then in about... 2018 sadly uh one of the members uh we lost one of the members passed away mm. and um i guess I, I i took stock because uh the member the member that uh, did pass away was probably really my right hand man in the band you know um he played sort of with me even when i did just the you know the strip back thing and stuff like that and um i think i i just wasn't in the headspace at that point to continue with the band Yep. So I, I sort of pulled the plug um, and then really I never stopped writing but mm-hmm. just kind of, uh, you know, drifted away and then just started doing the more solo and duo thing and really didn't want to get back into a band for a while. And, uh, yeah, and then eventually I thought, no, I, I miss that energy. I miss, you know, I miss that camaraderie that comes with it. So 
Um, and I think the No Sleep Till Texas sort of uh, um, chapter is a good one because it, I was able to just play and we we focus on songs that we love, not my songs, you know, so you don't have that that sort of anxiety of trying to build up your own songs and that yet, um, yep. you know, we, we've sort of, uh, you know, been playing other people's songs that we love and uh, that's kind of, I guess, got the juices for a band flowing again. Yep. So, yeah, so that's a little bit of a snapshot of the journey, mate. <laughs> cool. And where did that name come from, No Sleep Till Texas? I was curious about Oh, we that. were just throwing around band names yeah. and I've always been a, I've always loved band names with the something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but but the guys weren't um as keen on on that. And we threw out a, threw up a bunch of names and that was one I threw up amongst all my selections. And um yep. I guess we just yeah, we just sort of said, Well, okay, let's look at the various selections, let's shortlist them and um and that one seemed to stick, you know, it, it just uh it, I, I guess we were trying to ha- find a name that uh that kind of gave people the indication straight off the bat that we've got a, a bit of a country vibe to us, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you could, I guess, see the name or see the branding and, you know, straight away that we're probably that way inclined. Yeah. Um, so the identity, it, it was a pretty, you know, in match, in line with the identity of the band. And, yeah, no, it just stuck. It just seemed to run off the tongue. And, and then we ran it past a couple of people, I guess, that were close to us. And they said, yeah, no, you know, they love the name. And we thought, okay, let's go with that. (laughs) It's cool. It is a cool name. And, yeah, you do get that sort of country vibe, I think. So, yeah, you're right. um, Yeah. And, look, for me, it was a little bit of a shout-out. I've got a lot of family. Vanessa and I have got a lot of family in Texas. Oh, nice. And uh, I was lucky enough that in 2014 um, I got to, when we went over for a holiday, I actually got to play some shows there as well. And so Texas always held. Yeah, Texas always held a little, uh, you know, a special place yep. for me. So it, it was a kind of a little of a homage to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask if you'd played or toured overseas because, uh, yeah, I can definitely hear some of your stuff, you know, in Nashville or or something yeah. like that or yeah. Texas, you know, definitely. Well, so I, ha- I'd certainly love to do something, you know, down the track. I'd love to go over there, you know, and um, – if we can coordinate it with another bit of a, you know, a family sort of a a, a trip or even, you know, um, Vanessa and I heading over there and, you know, we can kill two birds sort of thing, um, yeah. you know, line up a few shows as well while we're there. That would be great. No, never say never. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. So it seems like the songwriting thing has usually come pretty easy for you. I mean, not easy, but, you know, it's been a natural thing for you. Um, is there anything... In particular, it's always sort of inspired you to songwrite or did it sort of, is it something that just sort of almost naturally came out of you when you picked up a guitar and strummed a few chords? And Look, just- uh, yeah, it's it's probably a great question, man, because it's probably a variety of things. I don't know if I could pinpoint one thing. Yeah. Like, I've always been a huge fan of, of lyrics, you know, um, which is really why I love, you know, artists like, um, you know, whether it be Bob Dylan, whether it be The Smiths, whether, you know, um, so many, you know, that um, those bad, I, I just, when I hear a lyric that that just blows me away, it, it just, you know, it kind of inspires me to want to write stronger lyrics and things like that. But then I also love, you know, uh, I'm a lover of, you know, hooks and mm-hmm. just strong melodies that just stick in your head and, and things like that. And, um, and so I've always, always had, I guess, 
the love of those things that have sort of combined into, I guess, what I try to do as well with my own writing. Mm. Um, oh, look, for as many songs as I've, I've sort of kept, there's probably been twice as many I've gone, oh, that's Rick, that just sounds. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a few of those. Yeah. It has to um, be a balance. <laughs> but I never, uh, the one thing I don't, uh, I never throw things away. So yeah. even, even like lyrics and that, even if they're not, you know, as a whole, the song may not be great, there might be a line in there that I can refer back to or there. Um, and even um, melodies, I, I don't, I never, uh, the, I think the smartphone's been the uh, godsend for songwriters yeah. because I pretty much, even if I've just got a hook in my head, I'll just pick up the guitar and just yep. play the hook even without singing to it, you know. And um, But I think I just take inspiration from, you know, a lot of the songs that I've, I've loved that have just stuck with me. You know, it's 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 almost that's the driving force. You want to kind of write those kinds of songs that people go, um, you know, uh, oh, that song you played, you know, that. Um, and I think when I've played gigs before, one of the most rewarding things is when, uh, you know, uh, people that you don't know come up to you after the show and, and say that song you played, mm. you know, oh, I really, those words really hit home or, you know that was just a great song, and um, and for me the, the rewarding the rewarding nature of that kind of drives you to keep writing as well. Not that yeah. you write for external accolades or anything like that. You know, for me, I write first and foremost because of the enjoyment and the and the love it brings to to me. You know, the the yeah. sort of the the I guess the enjoyment it brings myself. But um, when you get that, you know, I'd be lying if I said when you when you do get those nice words and that sent your way, you, you kind of you, you're you're kind of on a cloud for a little while, you know. You're sort of thinking, "Geez, okay, that that song which I intended, yeah. you know, sort of has actually hit someone, you know." Yeah, or I mean, it's nice to know. It's nice to know that it touches someone, you know. Yeah, and, and so, I think sometimes that, yeah. that's the other thing, you know. I mean, I've one thing I always say. Um, I've never been, I've never had the attention span to read novels or, mm. you know, I tend to have a pretty short attention span. Yep. <laughs> so writing writing songs where they're, you know, where they're kind of over in, you know, whether it be two and a half to four minutes or whatever, kind of like it, it kind of fits in with my <laughs> my own attention span. So, yep. so yeah, so that's, uh, so it's always, um, I guess it's always come easy because I always just love picking up a guitar and just, seeing what happens, mm. you know, seeing what you can create, you know, yep. um, and, uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, when we say easy, you know, sometimes the sometimes there'll be songs that just come, as you would know, mate, yourself, you know, songs that will just write themselves and you can pretty much write them in a half an hour, you know, just straight through. There'll be other songs that you start and you, you love where it's going, but it'll take yeah. ages for you to come back to it and, and finish it because, you don't want to force it, mm-hmm. you know. You're sort of like saying, well, I want to finish this song, but, you know, what I'm writing in the second part really is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to force it and you'll just so sometimes I'll just leave it yep, and then I'll go, ah, yeah, go back to it. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so so it's a bit of both worlds, you know. I love the songs that do come easy, but some don't come that easy. Some take a while. <laughs> yeah, but you're right about the mobile phone. I mean, you know, just oh. being able to chuck down a little voice memo 
it's uh it's a savior because i'm very forgetful i don't know about you but same yeah, yeah. No, same mate because uh yeah i love and i hate that uh, uh you know i've had that happen before where i've had mm. a, a really strong melody but i haven't had the phone on me and uh yep. or, or in a place where i could uh thing um or like i'm in a shopping center or something and it's like i can't just pull out the phone and just uh, <laughs> everybody quiet i'm just gonna record yeah, something yeah. just oh, it'd be it's... great you know it'd be yeah. great if you could do that and <laughs> lo and behold you you got home and you go oh gosh what, what, what where did that you know where was that melody and uh so i've had that happen to me but um mm-hmm. yeah luckily uh more often than not i've got it with me so <laughs> yeah yeah and that little bank of uh potential songs or song ideas really builds and builds and builds and i'm gonna round to them eventually and, yeah, uh, yeah yeah sometimes it takes a while but that's okay they're always there as long as yeah, you don't it, it, lose i think them. that's exactly it you know they're uh you know I, I um i'm very big on the uh you know the whole pat patterson sort of um rewrite 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 sort of thing you know mm-hmm. as you strive for the especially with lyrics you know, you'll write lyrics and then you'll think, yeah, they're okay or they're, they're good enough, but then all of a sudden this other lyric for a particular line will come into your head and you go, oh, that's way stronger, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, no, but, yeah, it, it, it is the song, right? That, that's probably the thing you touched on, mate, with me. It, it's probably the thing that drives me and uh, brings a smile to my face more than anything. It's that. Just when you've written a song and you go, oh, I like that, that's a mm-hmm. keeper, you know. Yeah. It, it, I think that feeling is sort of, uh, you know, it just lifts you for that time, that, you know, that period in time and uh, sort of, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it'll ever, no matter what happens in terms of the live stuff and that, I, I don't think it'll ever be something that I stop doing. I think mm-hmm. I'm always right because I find it's also my way to disconnect from, you know, uh, from things that, you know, that sometimes, uh, you know, the sort of the, uh, the hard days at work or the, mm. the maybe some of the, the negative things that might be going on in life or, you know, maybe there's been some sadness that you've gone through and that, but it always just helps me disconnect, you know, for a little while even and uh, go to my happy place, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, it's, um, it's a blessing being able to tap into your creativity, I think. Uh, and it's you know something I hope I never lose. Um, I think it's just there for you as long yeah. as you're open to it. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty it's amazing to see what you can come out with. Like, um, and sometimes when you listen back to those old voice memos, you're like, oh, I don't even remember this, but that's really no. cool. Yeah, and then you got to go through your your book and <laughs> <laughs> how did I play that? I forget. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty. It's incredible. Like, it's just amazing what you can come up with basically and uh yeah it's definitely a blessing this whole songwriting thing it's it's definitely oh. helped me for 20 years um, yeah yeah so uh, totally mate totally yeah well uh you've got some shows you've got tonight at the post office hotel but by the time this episode goes live that will be in the past <laughs> probably yeah. Um, so uh, yeah i've got some other ones coming up i'm, yeah. I'm doing a duo uh, Vanessa and I are doing a show, a house concert, mm-hmm. with uh, with my good friend and super talented Christian Mizzy on the uh, on August the fourteenth. Um, 
and that's all up on Facebook as well. So even if you go to my page, you'll be able to see it. But that's uh, the Bayview, um, the Bayview sort of house concerts in Bitten, which is out near Hastings Way. Okay. Um, so that'll be a lot of fun. We, Christian and I have been trying to do a show together for a while, and um, we were going to do one before COVID hit, and uh, so we finally get to, you know, I, I'm I'm just got so much time for him. Such an amazing songwriter, but just as importantly, he's just a, a ripper bloke and, you know, just uh, so humble. And so, yeah, looking forward to that. And then, um, then uh, yeah, a couple of shows after that with um, with No Sleep Till Texas. So I think um, on the 3rd of September, we're doing a Saturday afternoon show at the Coburg RSL. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, then I've got a show myself on September the 18th at my local haunt uh, in Roville um, at the Project Brewing Company. And um, and then on the 23rd of September, with No Sleep Till Texas, again, we're playing the Lomond Hotel on that Friday night. So, yeah, there are a few of the shows that are coming up. So, cool. keeps me busy, keeps me excited. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, rickhartmusic.com. That's it. Yeah. So, everything's there. Uh, they can find me on, uh, they can follow Insta as well, which is uh, at Our Heart Music. Yep. And uh, Our Heart Music is also the uh, the Facebook tag so they can find the page there as well and and see all the gigs and things that are coming up but yeah but the website's probably the best place it's got all the shows uh if they do like what they hear it's got the you know the the music and stuff there that they can download and purchase and so forth so yeah no it's uh it's all uh all those fun things now the social media thing i don't think i've quite grasped it just yet but uh i was gonna ask you about that yeah it's it's good look it's good i think it's yeah it's a necessity um it's uh you know it's certainly i'll be totally honest it's it's certainly not the side that i enjoy the most it's Mm. uh you know you you kind of um i've always uh found it difficult trying to sell oneself you know, so, um, uh, but look, it, it's it's a great avenue. I, I'd be lying, you know, um, that's how people find you. That's how they get to know about you. Um, and so it, it's 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 all there and they can find out and hopefully uh, come along to a show or whatever the case might be. Yeah. And what's your preferred uh, platform to sell or stream your music? What do you find or what do you like to push? Like, is it Bandcamp? Is yeah. it Spotify? Look, I, I certainly think from an artist's perspective, um, my website is hooked to my Bandcamp store. Mm-hmm. So the store on there is just a, a link to my Bandcamp store. So I've always found from an artist's perspective, Bandcamp's a, a great avenue. It gives the artist a little bit more back. Yeah, You know, the artist can have a little bit more control with it as well. Um, but that said, look, I'm not one of these, you know, anti-streaming people. You know, mm-hmm. if people find my music through whether it be Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, if they find out who Ricard is, you know, then great. You know, um, if I'm discovered through there, then then so be it. And, you know, and, and that's the reality of the world we're, we're in. Um, so, um, you know, I myself sort of <laughs> use Spotify. You know, um, uh, I tend not to have multiple streaming services, you know, <laughs> one's, one's enough. Yep. But, um, yeah, so, but in, in, in certainly in terms of uh, it, where they can download the music and that, uh, you know, head over to either my Bandcamp store or to my website, which See, is linked in anyway. And uh, yeah. it, that's probably the way, you know, I think as artists we, we hope people will sort of uh, follow our music. <laughs> yep. Well, I'll put uh, all those links in the show notes. 
Excellent. So, uh, Excellent. People can just click on that. Go to rickartmusic.com and check out everything from there. Thank you for no, coming mate, on the thank, podcast, Rick. It's been thank good you to chat so with much you. for having me, mate. It's <laughs> great to catch up with you after so long too. It's been been a while. but um, And you keep doing what you're doing too, mate. Love your music too, so keep it up. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, hopefully uh, I'll catch you in person sometime soon. And, no worries. Uh, That'd be good. Catch you at one of your shows. Um, oh, before we go, have you got a release date for a second single yet? Or are you still Not riding yet. the wave of the Not first? Not yet. We're, we're okay. still trying to. We're tossing <laughs> up at the moment working with uh, Stuart Coop, as I mentioned, who's doing the PR. We're tossing up between two songs. Yep. So at the moment we haven't landed on which one yet. but. Mm-hmm. Oh look! If if I had to sort of put a time frame, I reckon yeah, I reckon people may see a second single at some point, maybe in September. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, for the time being, go and check out uh, this heart and yeah. uh, and Rick's back catalogue as well. So it's all there for you to keep your ears busy. Thank you, Rick. Nice Brilliant, to chat mate. with you. Thank you. Talk to you. Thank, talk thanks to you for all your support too, mate. <laughs> no Appreciate worries. It. All the best. Oh, all the best thanks. for tonight's gig too. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. All right. Take care and thanks, everybody, for tuning in and we'll catch you again soon for another episode of Fox on the Wire. Cheers.